Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 145, which is another one of our craft episodes. In this episode, we are continuing our talk about writing style and finding our author voices and character voices in each of our novels. Yes. So last time, I wouldn't say we spoke, but Sarah spoke and spoke on my behalf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, about finding um, our writing styles and, you know, the journey that we went on to find ours. And this week we're going to delve a little bit more into voice. So I am back, by the way, in case obviously the last episode was an interview, but before that um, I was a bit sick. So thankfully Sarah was able to cover for me and I think she did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I listened back actually <laughs> and I was like, oh, she did very well. <laughs> oh, very strange. So before we jump into our main discussion about finding our writing voice, uh, let's just do a quick writing update since we skipped that last time. So Sarah, how's your writing been for the past however long (laughs) it's been? I don't even know. (laughs) Probably nearly two months now, so I don't even know. It started off um, extremely productive, and I was going to say we've actually – the last craft episodes series, so the action episodes, we recorded them a little bit early because of Ashley's vacation. Um, so it has been quite some time since our yeah. last update. So when I say it started off extremely productive, I think that was like probably the beginning of August or something like that. Mm-hmm. So quite some time ago now, considering we're like midway through October. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so update, I managed to finish the edits of T-Pop. Flew through those, made some changes to the Lizzie chapter that I was working on after Ashley gave me some general critique, and I finished that chapter. And then I finished the next chapter, which was uh, Tamati, so we've kind of half discussed him a little bit, but he's a new character in Darkness Set Us Free. And then I started working on the one after that, which is the second Dylan chapter in the book. Um, but that's where I got a little bit stuck. So I like flew along and then I was like, oh, um, and I got hampered by some personal issues. And I'm also have just recently started back at work. And although I'm going to be working part time at the moment, I'm on full time hours while I'm orientating back. Um, so writing has been a little bit on the back burner. <laughs> How has it been for you, Ashley? As it mine's been much of the same. So before I went on holiday, I was making some decent progress. I think I ended up getting about three, four pages through my Levi chapter, which I was working on, um, before getting very stuck. It's just, I don't know, there's something, it's just a weird chapter, I think, generally, like kind of what happens in it. And it's very... <laughs> introspective at the start because nothing's really I feel like lots of this entire book is quite introspective (laughs) I feel like that was the issue with the Dylan chapter too I was like uh I don't even know like I've got to delete a bunch of this and I'm not quite Mm -hmm. sure where to start Mm -hmm. with this chapter Mm -hmm. and the whole tone of the chapter was wrong too so Mm -hmm. it was an exercise in trying to fix that so that was slow and so kind of hit a roadblock there 
Um, I started a little bit before I went on holiday editing The Price of Pandemonium because I was like, ah, yes, this is a great way to, um, you know, distract myself. Uh, then I went on holiday for three weeks and then I came back and we have been battling illness after illness after illness. We had gastro, we had COVID, we had the flu, and then I went back to work um, and now my son, my son's sick again. So it's been a bit <laughs> up and down. Thank so, but you. Not too much writing. Yes. Um, and not even me, James. James has been sick too. I haven't gotten, the only one I got was gastro. Out of all of these sicknesses, James has got every single one of them. Oh no. I've only had gastro out of all of them. So I'm always looking after a sick baby and a sick husband. <laughs> I've seen some jokes on the internet of like, Daycare is where you send your kid to pick up viruses and take them home <laughs> yes, <laughs> in exchange for giving them your money. <laughs> and I was yes. like, pretty much. Yes. Um, Although it's I have... not been too bad for Julia. Oh, that's good. I have been doing a bit of editing of Price of Pandemonium, though. I'm like, I don't know, four or five chapters through now. And I'm hoping to carve out a bit more time. I feel like now that I've gone back to work, I definitely need to try and have a bit more structure to my days and a bit more routine to try and like fit things in. So I think that's going to be my goal for the next week or so to like try and establish some sort of more concrete routine so that I can start writing because I really want to write. This is the problem, but I never seem to be able to find the time, but there is time to be found, I think. So it's just sort of working that out. I'm planning on, um, well, once November starts, I'll be, on a slightly easier schedule with like max three shifts a week for my okay. nursing. So I think that'll be more manageable than like mm-hmm. what I'm currently Definitely. doing. Definitely. <laughs> so maybe I'll pick it up again in November <laughs> until then. It's kind of just sitting there. Yeah. It's fine though. It happens. Things, yeah. you know, life happens and it's, so I've been trying to tell myself it's fine. Okay. It's fine. So let's jump into our main discussion about finding a writing voice. And the very first question I thought we could talk about is what is the difference between style and voice? Sarah? So if style is the way an author puts their words together, the author's voice can be thought of as the way an author's thoughts come across in your writing. So for example, your personality on the page Style can often be carefully controlled while your voice is innate to you. And to confuse matters a little bit, there's also character voice, uh, which is an extension of your own author's voice, as the characters are the vessel through which you tell your story. A character voice is a specific tone an author is able to apply to different characters, which makes each feel unique. Now that hopefully we kind of found my voice was kind of abstract. It's like really hard to like ex- exactly explain what it is. You know, like style, you're like, yeah, because, you know, last e- episode you were able to quite concretely say, you know, it's like lots of different syntax, lots of different um, techniques that you can use to like make your style um, in your writing. But I feel like voice, you're like, it's not that, but it's like something else. But I can't quite exactly tell you, you know, like use specific words to tell you what it is. But I think we've kind of got the point across. I think so. Um, you know, and that was something that when I started answering the questions for the first, well, for for this whole 
sort of series, I initially got them a little bit muddled and mm-hmm. then was like trying to pull apart my answers to be like, no, no, no. Okay. That one's style and this one's voice. So hopefully you'll be able to gain an understanding of the difference between the two. Yeah. Because I think that was one of the reasons why I said in the last episode that I actually found it quite hard to pinpoint um, both what my style and my voice was. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yes. So speaking about author voice, why do we think author voice is important? Sarah? Author voice is important for the same reason author style is important. (laughs) You know, if you didn't catch last week's episode, I talked about how author style encourages the readers to come back for more as only you can write in your specific style. And if they like it, they will look for more of your books. Um, how increases diversity in literature, which is also so very needed, and how owning your style can make your books stand out from the rest. And I think author voice is very similar to this. You know, I would add that author voice flowing through into your writing can show your own opinions and values. Um, So where styles like the way you write about something, author voice often will give your work a tone and how it comes across. So even if you may not explicitly say, I believe this, 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 it can kind of come across in the tone of how you approach a specific subject and your beliefs have a strong influence on the way that, that you write and the tone of the book. So this tone or voice that is inherently embedded in your writing can be something that readers relate to or not in some cases, but that's also okay. (laughs) Not everyone has to like your work. (laughs) Yes. I thought very similar. My first point was that I feel because you can control your style a bit more, um, the voice is more what makes the book really you, whether you like it or not, if that makes any sense. Like it's your personality and it's what makes your writing authentic. And I feel like it's what you can use because we talked about and you talked about um, in the last episode a little bit how sometimes our styles change a little bit between book to book. And even though Mm -hmm. the style changes, I feel like the voice is usually very similar throughout the books obviously depending on the different themes but I feel like underneath it you can kind of still tell that it's us <laughs> in there yeah. even if yeah. the style might be a bit reworked because it's a different genre or whatever yeah um and I think it's also the author voice that is what readers connect with more so than like the start like the style obviously people are like oh I like how they write but then I think often it's the voice underneath is what they really connect with and I think that's what um, affects how they receive your work and you know how they read it and what they get from it so I think that it's you know is really important um, at least mm-hmm. to figure out what your voice is or to be aware that you have your author voice um, <laughs> yes which does lead into the next question very well which is how can you hone your voice when writing or can you even do that Sarah So I think unlike style, this is something that is very hard to change. You know, your voice is going to develop over the years. It's going to be something that stems from your beliefs and values, as I've said just previously, (laughs) and how you view the world. And it's sometimes as subtle as a tone or a feeling that is carried across the book rather than 
like a specific voice, like a character voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best way to let it shine through is just to trust yourself and be confident in your own agency um, through both expressing yourself in writing and also the way you interact with and present yourself to the world. Um, if you don't have an established strong sense of self, then I think it's quite easy to fall into the trap of trying to use someone else's voice, like maybe an author that you admire. But if you aren't letting your own voice come through in your writing and you are trying to mimic someone else's, it's never going to be as good as it could be. And it's probably never going to be as good as the other author's work because they've found their voice and they <laughs> yeah. they feel comfortable with, with their voice. Whereas if you're trying to imitate it, you're not going to feel that comfort and it's just gonna feel a little bit inauthentic um, as it comes through in your writing as well Ashley that's very amusing point because I've started off with I honestly think that starting out my own voice wasn't authentic (laughs) (laughs) when I was no I think as a teenager when I was you know first writing um, our first drafts of when the rain falls I feel like upon reflection that I was putting on certain voices when I was writing. I think everyone starts out that way though. And that's what I'd say. It's going to develop over years and like some, there's not really a shortcut to developing your voice. I don't think. <laughs> um, it, def- it did take me a while to find my own. And I was like, hmm, how can you hone your own voice? And I kind of went with writing a lot. <laughs> and I this feel like, Weirdly, us doing so many revisions of When the Rain Falls actually helped me find my voice because you end up working on similar pieces of the work over and over again and you kind of start to be like, no, this isn't me. And you end up changing it eventually into what is you a bit more. (laughs) So yeah, I'd say write, write a lot and don't be afraid to rewrite things that you've already written that if they don't feel authentic to you you can like do iterations of your own work and kind of see the progression of your voice develop that's what I would say to that I would say you know like it also because it your voice comes from your beliefs and values like I'm not saying that as a teen you can't have a strong author voice you certainly can but I think it's it takes a bit longer to find it. Um, you know, like this is us, I guess, speaking or me speaking from personal experience is that like, even if you feel at that point that you're in a place where you've like developed, you are still kind of cementing all of that and finding your mm-hmm. way in the world and finding what you want to do, what you want to become, like what you believe versus like what your parents taught you and what you mm-hmm. now know emerging as a person in the world and so I think like all of that contributes into whether you're going to have a strong author voice like someone who maybe starts writing in their 40s they might find their author voice a lot faster than someone who's both starting new as an author and is fairly young I think is also so like be kind to yourself don't expect it to happen Mm -hmm. magically and immediately I agree And it will come with time. Yeah. (laughs) And more writing. So the next thing to talk about is how we make sure our author voices come through, even when we're writing collaboratively. Sarah? 
So I think we try to be respectful of our voices first and foremost, um, and we each have the winning vote in the chapters that we individually write. So say I write a chapter and Ashley edits it, she maybe changes something, and while what she's changed might be fine, it might alter the tone or not fit with the rest of the chapter and what I've written. Um, and I always consider her changes very seriously, but I do reserve the right to change it back to the original. <laughs> or more often than not, I might rephrase the sentence entirely so that my voice still comes through, but the original issue is fixed. And I think a great example of this is actually how we're editing Darkness Set Us Free. So usually what we would do is, you know, we do the original draft, we give it to one person to edit, they edit it like as a full draft, and then the other person gets it and edits it as a full draft, and then maybe we might do it a, another couple of times or something, depending on where we feel the work's at, um, and then we'll hand it off to proofreaders. However, once we put through with comments and like highlighted the, the stuff that needed to be changed, we realized exactly how much work needed to be done and how much would have to be rewritten. And so we decided that it made far more sense to each have a chance to rewrite or edit our own chapters first rather than do what we usually do. Because, you know, I wanted to make sure and Ashley as well wanted to make sure that each of our individual voices wouldn't be drowned out when such a significant portion of the project needed to be reworked. So that was like one of the really important things when approaching such a particularly badly written draft. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. <laughs> and that would also like, you know, put a whole lot of work on like one person's shoulders. If we were like, yeah, you get the first edit. Congratulations. Yeah, rewrite the whole book on your own. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, and I do. It is also, I find it more challenging when I need to do edits for example in the chapters you've written and it is editing like doing rewrites of large um, passages of text and I feel like often when that happens like obviously I'm always like kind of in my mind Sarah will like lose it after or like you know what I mean (laughs) she'll fix it like I've gotten like I guess like some of the essence of Lizzie like in there like it's not grace but you know Sarah will like be able to fix that so I think because we did that a little bit with the price of pandemonium I think as well where like we just we almost took a opposite sort of viewpoint of what we've done with darkness set us free and Mm -hmm. we're like you know what for a change do you want to try rewriting this part of the or rewriting the Lizzie chapter and I'll try doing the grace one and it was interesting (laughs) (laughs) it was difficult it was a a challenge and it was probably a good challenge in some ways but we did have to lizzieify and graceify yeah which is fine though because i feel like it was it was after helpful because we were stuck Mm, yes like it wasn't as it wasn't as big we'd already tried several times ourselves and we're (laughs) like it's it's still no (laughs) still no so it was like so, a different viewpoint, yeah. like switching it up and having someone else try. But then, yeah, it was like, okay, now we just need to like fix it a little bit to like just keep the mm-hmm. same flavor running through. <laughs> yeah. Well, that links very well into the next question, which is switching a little bit and talking about the importance of character voice. 
uh, which we've a little bit segued it to. So, Sarah? Character voice is different to the author voice. Like, the author voice is kind of like an overarching tone that's present in all of what the author writes. The character voice is unique to an individual character and different devices can be used to achieve that voice. So for example, perhaps a character uses a lot of colloquialisms uh, or has an accent and their background also dictates how that character thinks and how his or her thoughts might come across on the page. And it's important because the way the character thinks and how the character's thoughts develop or change, and consequently how the character relates to the reader changes as the book continues and the plot unravels. So that's kind of my take on why it's important. But yeah, what what do you think, Ashley? Like Sarah said, the author voice, I liked it. It's like the tone that runs through the whole book. I really liked that description. But I feel like the characters are that are who your readers connect with most in the story. Well, mostly because it's them who are telling your story. Uh, so I think having voices unique to your characters is really important to make sure your readers understand your theme and connect with your book. Um, and obviously books with characters that you really love are books you always want to go back to because you want to see what happens to them. And it's usually uh, their voice, which is the draw and is what makes your readers come back for more. So I think, yeah, so that's sort of why I feel character voice is important. And kind of a similar question to how we talked about how did we find or hone our author voices, how do we find the voices of our characters? And have we ever struggled to find a character's voice? Sarah? So finding the voices of our characters for me is hugely dependent dependent on what I know about them and their backstory. It's like once I imagine a large enough background for them, they open up even more and come to life. So their voice still develops from that. And it's kind of like, oh, hello, there you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've made your entrance now. I was wondering who you were, but now I'm kind of getting a sense. I've definitely struggled before to find character voice. And I think that's due to the way I interpret the events and the backstory. So if something hasn't been thought through quite right, and maybe their motives don't quite match the backstory the way I think it should, it kind of feels off and writing from their viewpoint becomes difficult. And I find more often than not going back to their backstory and their motives and making sure that what they do is believable and in line with their character, things start slotting into place much better. It's also challenging co-writing a character, which we do on occasion, Mm -hmm. um, because Ashley and I may interpret things marginally differently, even after talking about it and making sure we're (laughs) on the same page. So there's sometimes a lot we need to work through in the edits, and we have a character at the moment in our ancient Greece story who is a bit of a challenge because in addition to writing him together, he has also a very flaky and ambiguous kind of personality. (laughs) And because he's never sure of himself, it kind of makes it hard for us to pin him down too. So sometimes Mm. character personality can also make things a challenge. (laughs) Yes, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah. 
as soon as I like looked at the like you know wrote this question down, I was like, oh, one character comes to mind. <laughs> oh, Simon. <laughs> but I think it's because I feel like it's not usually often like the really really core stuff in his background. It's sort of the some of the minor characteristics which come through in certain decisions that you get to it and you're like, I actually don't a hundred percent know like how he is going to react to this situation <laughs> and then mm. it you know makes it really challenging so for me i thought how do i find the voices of my characters often i think at the start it's trial and error when you're writing those first few chapters you're like write a paragraph and you're like no it's it's <laughs> not it and kind of rework it until you find something that you can at least run with for a while so that's how I kind of find it on one hand I feel some characters it's really natural for me how they'll sound um like Grace and Levi have always come to me very naturally and even um I was gonna say Leontiades you seem to for some (laughs) reason I just kind of got his voice and it's made everything a lot easier but other characters yeah like Simon from the ancient Greece book Jess for a while yeah I was gonna say sometimes Jess um, that's that one we wrote together so yeah Aaron sometimes as well at the start like I feel like I still don't have it nailed down so <laughs> darkness it is free I dread uh, getting into his chapters but that's fine that's another me Tomity <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and I think oh, like Sarah God. said a lot of finding the voices being able to get into their heads and understand their motivations and once you know them on a deep enough level it's easier to find their voice And I think over time, you kind of get into the groove of writing from their perspective. So I think going back and looking at original chapters with, one, fresh eyes, but two, a more certain like view of who they are and what they sound like uh, can be really helpful. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. And... Yeah, I definitely think motives is like a key thing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you don't have the motives down and it's really confusing. You're like, I don't understand this character. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yes. So the final point to talk about in this episode is a little bit about what elements that you can use to make character voice distinct. So Sarah? So I've said again, colloquialisms. So the kind of language they use, um, their accent their overall headspace and personality. Um, So like a miserable person, you know, everything is going to be tainted with a worst case scenario kind of outlook. And a person who's overly sarcastic might have a lot of snide remarks to share. (laughs) Um, Someone who's easily flustered and anxious, their thoughts might be very fleeting and racing, jumping from one to another. An introverted character is more likely to spend time in their head mulling things over before acting, while an extroverted character is going to show stuff like that more through dialogue than internal thoughts. So that's just a few examples of how characters might think and speak differently and therefore relate to the reader differently with a different voice. I'm going to say, <laughs> Ashley. My big one was word choice. And I find like in, especially in our YA book it's often word choice that kind of and you know when you're reading a sentence or a paragraph and you're like something in this paragraph doesn't seem very 
Liz, uh, Levi or very mm, great. Like, it does, it's usually because the word, one of the words in there is wrong. It's like Levi would never use the word grandiose, but that's in there. So you just like change it to something that Levi would use. And then I feel like it sounds more like him. Well, it's usually one of the main issues I find, um, especially in dialogue as well. Like he'll say something and I'm like, would Levi really say, let's go get him or like, you know, something like that. <laughs> I find it's interesting that even like certain things of like how you describe the character, some words you can use for some characters and some words you can't. Like mm-hmm. I remember writing from Lizzie's perspective and like the word's fine for Lizzie to use, but I wouldn't use it to describe just any character. The word was flabbergasted. Grace was <laughs> flabbergasted. And I was like, Grace can be flabbergasted. Not all characters can be flabbergasted. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, that's a very good point. Yes. Word choice, definitely. I agree. Yeah, with so that, that would be, yeah. be my big one. And the second one, um, as I alluded to, I think is dialogue. I feel like how your characters are speaking. Um, and like the, sounds weird, like the rhythm with how they're speaking as well. It's like, sounds weird to try mm-hmm. and like put that on the page, but I find that's a big, a big one. Um, for example, when Levi's like, yes let's go i'm like "Mm," he probably wouldn't say yes let's go he'll be like all right or he might not say anything and just like go off i don't know but like things like that um i find are what can really take you out of a character it'd be more like come on then yeah something like that (laughs) he's that kind of guy yeah (laughs) so that's sort of a couple things i'd say can really help make give your characters distinct voices Anyways, that brings us to the end of this uh, episode about voice. Hopefully you all got something out of it. Um, I learned a lot about the different types of voice and the distinction from style. So I learned a lot. So hopefully you also learned a lot. Um, So there is still some spots left on our author spotlight section. So if you would like to apply to that, you can go to lindersoncreations.com. Hover your mouse over the podcast section in the main menu and you will find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer, um, it is one of our author spotlight sections. So we look forward to hearing from another author all about their writing journey. If you'd like to know more about us and our writing projects, you can visit us at the a for the did we mention it before? Yeah. If you'd like to know more about us and our writing projects, you can visit us at the website lindersoncreations.com or contact us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back in two weeks. Happy writing, everyone. Mm-hmm.